to show up for the other person even when you're not feeling it because there's plenty of days when you're just not feeling it right even in a relationship so like just showing up even you're not even you're not feeling it, like okay it doesn't matter this isn't about me it's about us Today we're covering the topic of marriage and what an absolute superpower it can be on our journey to the next level in life and entrepreneurship. And we are speaking with a longtime friend of mine from the military who's been married since he was 18 years old and lived a lot of life, taken a lot of risk, been on a lot of adventure. And he runs his family really uniquely. He has a really successful family life. And I just thought it would be cool to bring him on and ask him about unlocking that superpower as he's coming up on 15 years of marriage. I apologize, we're working out this audio thing. There's something going on with the microphone. This is just gonna be one of those things that we learn and get better with, so I, I'm sorry for some audio discomfort, but there's the messages in here are pretty good. Welcome to the Dynamis Podcast, where we're all about unlocking a fruitful life, removing your limiting beliefs, and getting to the next level. My name is Tim Garul, and I'm stoked to grow on this journey with you. As David Geffen says, we are each a figment of our own imagination, and some people have a greater ability to imagine than others. Welcome in, guys, to the Dynamis podcast. Got a really cool episode for you this week, something a little bit different, a little bit outside the average uh, on Dynamis' show here, but in line with the message and where we want to go. We're going to we're going to stay on track with growth and mindset and what it takes to get to the next level. But today, <clears throat> excuse me, today we're going to talk about the importance of our relationships in our lives, particularly marriage and spouses. And we get to do it with my longtime friend, somebody who will be on the podcast quite often, my buddy Tyrell. And just quick background on my buddy Tyrell. Tyrell and I go way way back. Tyrell and I were in the army together. We enlisted and um, got sent to second ranger battalion together as privates. I met Tyrell when we were 18 years old and he was dating his then girlfriend, Linda, when she was just newly turned 18 or maybe 17. Tyrell and I have lived a lot of life together, a lot. We've been on adventures all over the world. We've deployed together multiple times we have started families together. We were both firefighters together. Um, we've just ventured into life and done hard things together. Tyrell's a person that I trust intimately, that I have a lot of love and respect for. Tyrell introduced me to my wife, uh, our daughter, our firstborn daughter that my wife and I produced together has Tyrell's last name as her first. And is just a really special person and I really respect him. He's led me through a lot of life, a lot of times of uncertainty. He's a person who I've depended on and, and leaned on. He's a person who's always been there for me. And he's the person in my peer group who's been married longer than anybody else I know. And I've just watched his relationship blossom and flourish and grow and evolve. And, and I, I've always looked up to him as not only a husband and a dad, as the guy who's just a couple steps ahead in, in life lived and, and a person who I model myself after as a husband and a dad. And so I'm really excited to have Tyrell in today and, and uh, to get his perspective on marriage and what it takes. Thanks, buddy. I'm stoked to be here. Yeah, man. Yeah, I remember. So I remember way back when, when we were 
it privates in Ranger Regiment. And you're like, hey, what are you doing this weekend? Um, can you come down to Oregon? And I think we're going on block leave or something. It was like before deployment. I can't remember. And do you uh, remember? What was it? Yeah, it was, it was a four-day weekend because it was um, Veterans Day. It's Veterans Day. We, yeah. yeah, that's what it was. We're it was a four-day weekend. We're getting ready to go to Ranger School like the next week. Oh, that's right. We were on our way to Ranger School, and you're like, hey, do you want to come down to Oregon? And I said, why? <laughs> What's going on in Oregon? Aside from that's where you're from, you're like, yeah, I'm going to get married. And I thought you were out of your mind. I remember like looking at you thinking like, your, your parents are going to let you get married. You're 18 years old, bro. Like, what the heck are you doing? And, you know, off you went as 18-year-olds. And I think you stood in your backyard barefoot. Is that how it went? I mean, how did the story go? Yeah, so Linda was at work. The pastor who was marrying us, a longtime friend, he was my coach in high school. And uh, he had also forgotten he had a previous friend said that, hey, we had this we have to do it this afternoon. And so I had to pick Linda up from work, working at Lowe's. <laughs> said, hey, we got to get married right now. And she's like, what? I at least need to shower. So I took her to her house. She showered. Went to my parents' house with just my family, my sister, her parents, and siblings. And all my parents' front porch. It was barefoot, jeans, t shirts. We got married 15 years ago this week. 15 years ago. So coming up on the 15-year yeah. anniversary. How old are you? What am I? 34? 34. At yeah. 34 years old, you've been married 15 years. 15 years. Dude, almost what? Half, almost half my life. Almost half your life you've been married. That's a lot of change. That's a lot of change through adolescent. You know, that's a lot of change into, you know, fatherhood, career changes. And it's been a journey. It's, it's a lot of risk deployment for five deployments yeah. five deployments as a married couple um starting business ventures careers college children 15 years 15 years so what is i guess my first question is what was the urgency why when i met you i just it was so fast in my brain i thought man this is so fast and so crazy all those years looking back now what was the urgency? What? Why did you feel like, hey, I got to get this done right before I leave for ranger school? One, culturally growing up, people just got married young. And from my parents' perspective, they have a very healthy relationship. They got married by the same age, 19, and were a great example to me. I knew that it could work, and um, I didn't see any reason to around and wait we knew we wanted to get married the, not just the military but the benefits of just being together were better than us just being apart and so we thought like well why waste time let's just do it and so here off you go you get married at 18 and was it how what was it like being married at 18 was that hard or diff or easy i mean marriage is hard it's it's hard right now as an adult it's hard so at 18 years old you're in the military, you're growing up, you know, you're in this tribe of men who want to go cause a ruckus and we're deploying across the world and you have a wife. You're one of the few guys with a wife. And so what was that experience like? 
I'd say hard and easy because I remember you as a single dude coming over every single night for the barracks to like, hey, to you know, to like, come over to my house just to hang out because I had a good spot to hang out, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, <laughs> Linda was like the unofficial mom of of our platoon, at least. I mean, she fed me countless meals when we were babies. Yeah, I would say it's great having someone to come over to. There's also a side of it that immaturity made it more difficult than it needed to be. But there are some things that make confidant that coming home from deployments and coming home from ranger school, having someone being there to be a partner with made life so much easier. The relational side, like I said, maturing that took time and that our relationship was a grind for a while. Right. And I think that's any new relationship, uh, especially being married so young. The benefit was getting to grow up young together and, and grow up together how much alike we became, how much teammates we became, um, just always in each other's corner. I mean, always been in love, but there was some stuff that was probably, I want to say delayed growth, but not figuring yourself out. You are at the same time that you're at the adolescent stage where you're figuring yourself out and figuring out being with them. Yeah. You know, I will say there are few couples that I know of or have, you know, mentorship from or look to as an example that are as unified as a, as a couple than you two. I mean, it's just even in how you parent, how you approach the world, you really carry yourselves as a single unified front. And it's something that I've always noticed about you about you and Linda. And it's something that I've always been very, very impressed by. Uh, of course, you know, in adolescence, you're right. There's like a level of immaturity and there's growth, you know, and, and you're also coming through a weird phase of your life, you know, deploying, coming home, being around the boys. So I guess if you could just put your finger on the biggest takeaway, the biggest differences from, you know, 18 years old, rose-colored glasses to 15 years later you know what what is it that has held you guys together because look i mean just looking at divorce rates alone in in the united states and then let alone in the military and then on top of that deployments and then on top of that five deployments in five years so how did you guys you know what led to you guys sticking it out at an age where you really didn't have to, and you kind of beat the odds. So interesting. I was actually talking to my girls about this earlier and sticking it out was we never allowed from day one. We said we would never allow the word divorce and it wasn't an option. It, like the word was not even allowed to be used, not even in yes, in our house. So that was like something that Linda had said, and I agree with from the beginning. Like, no, this is a covenantal relationship. We're not doing this because it's a piece of paper. Hey, we're married. Like, we're actually in this together. And us making that commitment, it was never an option. It wasn't like a thing that was in our culturally divorce is something that's an option, right? And we just we 
it off the table immediately. So we're, we're, we're just in it together no matter what. And then the other thing was we spent time intentionally, honestly, like reading books. One of the first books we read was the five love languages. Uh, we read other traditional books when we were early married. Some of them were awful. I didn't even make it through, but other like, people don't agree with this. But the ones that we, that we took, like, this is so good and impactful. And we would read them together and just start implementing that stuff immediately. And so I would say... I would also say, you know, that's another thing that I've really noticed about the success and the fruit of your marriage is that you guys are intentional about actively improving your marriage. Like you guys will go find outside resources, consume them, and then action them. And that's very rare. I mean, do you real? I mean, are you aware of how rare that is for both parties to be on board with that work, that just constant work of improvement. I guess I didn't realize that at the time, but I realized it now. I didn't realize that that was not the norm, but I knew that like things could be better, right? I could be a better spouse and figuring that out early was like, okay, how can I work on my, how can I do a better for my spouse? And uh, I mean, to be honest, when you're like young and airy, you're like, oh, I'm great, you know? And then you realize that it's nothing but having grace for each other and showing up when when the other partner is like the other partner is weak. There's the benefit of being in a, a long term relationship or in a marriage is also its like biggest hardship, right? Is being there for when the person is weak that you can pick them back up. But it is the worst when you're both empty. And so when, you, when neither one of you has anything to give, and that's the time when you both need it the most, right? That's when the relationship is the most strained. So when you get into these cycles of, you know, the tank's empty, and, you know, you're in this phase of you know that you should make an effort. You know that it would water the plant of your marriage. You know that it will make things better. You just don't want to. And you don't want to for a number of reasons. Maybe it's laziness. Maybe it's spite. Maybe it's immaturity. You know, what What in your experience, because you guys, I will say I've seen a lot of marriage cycles from you and Linda. I've had the privilege of knowing you just a long time and I've known you since before you got married. And I've seen, I've seen, you know, the topography of your marriage. But one thing that I always, always am struck by is the amount of intentionality and effort when it's down to get back up. And so when the tank's empty, when both people are running on fumes, what has been helpful to get back up again? The thing's been most helpful is in not separating ourselves in the front and like isolating with the natural response, right? For everyone is like, oh, you're wounded animal, I'm hurt. I just want to go lay down. I want to do that myself right now, right? I don't want to do this, like, even the point being resentful. But instead, engaging and taking time to intentionally go set time aside that's maybe not in our normal environment. Going out on a date when we're both not happy with each other, like, or even, even resentful. There's been past where our marriage was like really rough. 
and we would still set a time to go out and go have dinner together, even if like the conversation wasn't great or amazing, it was still built that bridge a little bit at the time, right? And making an effort to be um, to show up for the other person, even when you're just when you're not feeling it, because there's plenty of days when you're just not feeling it, right? Even in a relationship with your friends, so like just showing up even when you're not. You're not feeling like okay, it doesn't matter. This isn't about me. It's about us, and it's about me doing. It's gonna go further. Me doing this thing is gonna pay dividends. I don't see it right now, right? Yeah, I mean, I just, I, it's just really impressive that you had that foresight of the importance of marriage at such a young age. Because, at least in my experience, you know, having the support of a spouse is like having this superpower and you've done crazy things Uh, you've done really you've taken big risks in your life you know and aside from being a parent you guys are great great parents we'll talk about that in a minute of how you guys co-parent you know but you've taken your your family and a wife and your wife on a a journey and an adventure i mean you quit your job as a firefighter and went and started a hemp farm you know with no prior experience doing it, you raised hundreds of thousands of dollars. You And guess who was there when it was raining and the harvesting equipment broke down? And, you know, guess who was picking up extra hospital shifts when, you know, you guys needed to get by because maybe the growing season was short or kids needed stuff. And can you just tell, speak a little bit, you know, that's just one thing, right? Like this hemp farm journey real estate investing, the military, you're, you're, you lead your household in a very strategic way. You lead boldly and you, you lead courageously. You know, you set the example for your home and your household. And, you know, can you just speak about the importance of your spouse supporting you and believing you when you've taken these massive risks? Because dude, I'll tell I'll tell the world firsthand every, anybody that's listening you know she's carried some weight she's carried some weight for periods of time and and you know how important was that to you in your in your journey I mean even right now the, the stuff what we do it's very like ebb flows right there hasn't been a time in our marriage where where we're, we haven't leaned on each other so even when when was going to school and I. I extended her extra deployment so she could finish her college and we'd have extra money. And, and then it left, I started college, she started nursing. I was still working full time. She we started having kids and we've gone back and forth. We started a business. She went full time. I worked on the business so, so we could make ends meet. And then the same when I left the fire department, she went back full time. So it's been this cycle. But the biggest thing is having a goal. And then we're both in, we're saying, like, hey, we can do this family we can better ourselves but it's going to take both of us working towards this goal right and often sitting down just having that vivid connect with that clear goal right now we have this thing called shower thoughts and it's a grease board with a pencil you can write down on it and the family writes notes because they get the right little love notes you can write your shower thoughts or whatever. It's great. But right now that it has been there, uh, what are you dreaming about? And just encourage 
encouraging everyone in the family to write down, like, be detailed, write down and say, like, what are you dreaming about right now? And how are we going to get after it? And, and we encourage that in our children. It's not an individual effort. It's not like, here's my goal. This is our family's dream. We're going to go after these things as a team. What's a follow-up like that? Uh, you know, what's a follow-up on that look like? Is there an accountability system that you guys have? So you, you get into the shower, you see, here's this dream board, you know, then what? So we've done this for years. We do, I have alluded to, a date night board, we do annual coming up. Ours isn't the beginning of the year. It's actually remember we do a year in review kind of like, hey, what's the board? And we do quarterly things. But we do, we have a, and we just say, hey, what are we doing? Where are we going? And how are we getting there? And our decisions aren't based off of emotions, but several years ago when we were in a hard spot and we were having a hard time making some big life decision, we set down um, guiding principles that guide our entire family and our entire decision making matrix is based off of um, these principles that we sat down and we wrote out we spent the entire day our kids went to my parents' house for the day. We hung out and we, we actually separated. We came up with these and then we made this uh, this framework for decision making. And it, that's how we kind of, that's how we keep going. So we do a, like I said, an annual check-in, quarterly check-in, where we're going. But then to make those decisions, we make sure they align with our values. So after you guys make this vision for the year, you know, what happens next? Is it you guys like write it down on a board? It's the theme of the year. How how is this? How are you guys living this vision each year? Because I, I have seen, I've said this three times now. The intentionality, you know, I've never met another family that sits down and has family meetings about, hey, how's the family operating? Like it's like a business. Like we're gonna trim the fat here, we're gonna optimize over here. You guys, you know, not very many families sit down and write a mission statement or their values, you know, and then talk about them, speak them, live them, you know, that's impressive and unique. And so what does it look like when you and Linda, you get together once a year, you make this vision board and, or you write it down, then what, is it on a board? I mean, what does it look like, you know, passing that down to the kids? How do you guys live this, this vision? Yes. Yeah, so, we have it in a notebook. We have this notebook that we've bought. Uh, it's probably like a moleskin notebook with, I guess, light bulbs on the front. It's something we bought at a shop one day when we were, okay, we need a notebook to write this down. And we just started writing every year in it. And then about bringing the kids along, we discussed this stuff with them. We were like, hey, this is where we're going. This is what we're trying to accomplish. Where, what do you guys do within this? What are your guys' goals? What are you guys thinking about? Is there anything special that you want to do with them? Because right now, we care a lot about our kids making, making this an adventure, making them want to be engaged in this thing as well, right? So it's not just us like grinding. We want them to find some joy in whatever it is, and we try to incorporate those things as well. So even even something that Chelsea brought to the family today, and Linda initially said like, no, that's not. It's going to take too much time, right? And I, I looked at it and said, no, I don't think it is. Like, let's, let's practically look at this. And I think that we can make this work. If it's something you want to do, 
then this is fine and here's how we can do it right and it doesn't fall it doesn't rearrange our family to a way we don't agree with right so that would that, yeah so uh, how long did it take to kind of work out writing this vision board because you know I'm young. I'm early in my marriage here, right? And I am realizing immediately the importance of marriage, right? And how important it is to make that extra effort to water the plant when you don't want to and you're being lazy, you know, to just deposit into that emotional bank account of your spouse, you're rewarded exponentially. Even just doing like one single thing like, hey, sweetheart, how can I make your day better today? You know, puts them on you guys are aligned and, and on the same team and, and you want to support each other and, and see each other win. But one thing that, you know, I struggle with as new, newly married, I, you know, we're coming up on four years here is my, how I communicate this vision is not aligned with my wife, how she communicates and, and something that we've kind of struggled with and fallen down and we're kind of, we're getting there now. We're figuring it out is, you know, in my brain, when the kids are gone and it's date night, we're out, it's a nice restaurant. Maybe we have a cocktail in my mind. I'm like, this is the perfect time. Like, sweetheart, what does the future look like? Let's, let's talk about these grand plans. And my wife, you know, she's like, um, are you out of your mind? It's been three months since we've been away from the kids. Like, shut your pie hole and let's just enjoy <clears throat> the evening. And so what we've kind of landed on is, all right, maybe this has to be a weekend for us. Maybe the first night and day is like date night. It's just fun. No talk about business. You know, we we just enjoy each other. Date, fall in love. You know, date nights are magical. And then maybe day two of, you know, the the weekend is like, okay, let's get together and really plan the future. And and uh, so for us, for my marriage, this is like a three-day endeavor, you know, to get the juices flowing. What does that look like for you? And did you, got, did you have like a similar experience in kind of figuring out the best way to, to get the, you know, everybody on the same bus? Yeah, 100%. First off, it didn't happen. I'm actually 10 years in. So five years ago, we started this thing in 2017 when we started it. And just being really intentional about writing goals out talking about them. When we have that date night is specific, we still go out for dinner. We go out for cocktails. And while we're having cocktails, we sit at a corner booth or whatever. And we did it in some nice restaurant. And, and we write those goals together on that. I have gone too far and been talking about this on a romantic date. And she's like, bro, knock it off. Like, I'm not here to be stressed out by this stuff right now. This is supposed to be like time for us, you know? <laughs> like, uh, and so it's being intentional ahead of time, knowing this date, we're going to have fun, but we're actually going to get out of business. And then there are dates when I have to be intentional about letting it go, right? Like, I want to talk about this stuff. You and I get jazzed about that, right? You and I can talk about that. But I can't be like, oh man, him and I have been like scheming on this this week on my regular date night. I'm not gonna fly. Right? Yeah, like romance time, and then there's times that are set aside specifically to talk about these big things. So for us, it is just addressing that ahead of time. Yeah. So I mean, I guess then I guess all hope is not lost. It's a it's a muscle that needs to be exercised and and worked into. 
<laughs> you know, the other thing I'll say, and I know we'll, we'll, we'll wrap up here in just a minute, but the other thing I'll say is, you know, I have rarely seen a couple that just truly laughs, giggles, and has fun with each other as often as you guys do when you're in the season for it. I think there's seasons, you know, I think you and I both are in a bit of a sprint right now. And some of that giggling has kind of subsided. But I will say that out of all the couples that I know, I don't know a, a single couple that laughs together as much as, as you two do or, or has as much fun going on adventures together as you two do. And it's just, it's really admirable. It's, it's, a, it's really admirable. And I have really looked up to you guys in, in my own marriage and, and how I want to model my relationship and the intentionality I want to put into it. And, and whether you've known it or not, you've been very, you and Linda both have been role models. I mean, you're 15, you're 10 years, 11 years ahead. And so it's been really fun to watch you guys grow. And, and 15 years is, is a blessing. Yeah. It is. And part of that is like, I want to say this luck, but it's, it is like part of finding a soulmate or so I don't believe it seems my life does, but if you find someone like you just are not compatible with, but they just enjoy right? I enjoy yeah. life, but I also have friends like you and I have other members who are also willing to your wife, <laughs> who's a good friend of mine, who's willing to call me on my stuff. It's like, Hey, you're messing up right now. You know, man is able to, to straighten out when I make mistakes is also huge, right? And yeah. able to bring me, uh, bring me back around. As far as like the joyful part, as I intentionally also like don't let the romance die. Like either with bringing my wife a scone at work or buying her flowers randomly. This might sound sacrilegious. I do not celebrate Valentine's. I also like stop that. I think like, year five of the marriage, I can my wife. I was like, you know, 22 years old. And I was like, hey, you realize that Valentine's is BS? Why are we doing that? <laughs> it's like such a waste of money. And and so I don't have bought flowers for Valentine's Day in 10 years. And, but I do buy flowers regularly just for like no reason, just like a random Tuesday. I love you. She comes home from work and there's flowers on the table like that. So doing that kind of stuff for me makes more sense. Not not that it's forced, um, but out of a place of like just truly loving your spouse or, or wanting the best for this person. And I I don't care about flowers. They're going to die in two days, but they make her happy. So why would I not go spend money or go do this thing, right? I heard this uh, quote recently, and it, it was you got to invest in your queen because she can make moves that the king can't. And I thought, dang, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Because listen, I don't, I don't care what I'm trying to do. Climb Mount Everest or, you know, I don't know, go to work at a nine to five job or build a company from the ground up. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. If, if my house is not in order, my wife is not happy. I'm not aligned at home. It's never going to happen. And so like having your wife in your corner, having her on your team, investing in her, being in love, 
having, you know, intentionality, being there for each other, cheering for each other, being on each other's team. I'm telling you, it's like, it's like a superpower. And I never feel more powerful. I never feel more fearless or fierce than when she is standing beside me, cheering me on, making sure, you know, as I'm headed out the door, just that classic image of like, come here, sweetheart, let me fix your shirt real quick as you're headed out. You know, there's nothing more, more powerful than that. And I will say, you know, something that has been a blessing, at least in my marriage for certain is, you know, I, you know, I didn't grow up with Christ. I found Christ later in life. And now, not, I'm not saying that you can't have a good marriage outside of, you know, having a relationship with Jesus. But I'll tell you right now, <laughs> I don't know how those people do it. Because it's like having a counselor in my bedroom every night, you know, just to like sit and pray with your wife when you're not aligned. Um, yeah, it's it's not perfect. But I, it's got to be a lot easier than not having that tool in your toolbox. Yeah, I, what I think that you're saying is something that I was actually about to say was that it primes you for grace, right? There's things in your life like you're imperfect. Marriages are imperfect. You know, um, I make mistakes all the time. My wife makes mistakes all the time. There are times that I'm, I mean, I'm actually just angry or I'm pretty pissed that it's something that my wife or the kids are doing, right? One, it's also like a time. It's having grace, not just for her, having grace for people, and knowing that, like, hey, there is grace enough to cover these mistakes, right? And that's the whole point of Christianity, is that there's grace for this. It doesn't matter. There's no mistakes too big that can be covered up, right? And also the big point of that is repenting, or like, coming and saying, like, hey, I'm sorry. Being quick to say you're sorry, being quick to forgive, right? And working through the problems together those are tenets of, of your faith and my faith but those, for it doesn't matter what faith you are those are tenets of strong relationships and so yeah. having grace is key i would agree and i would also say like you know as you spiritually mature and mature as a human we move out of this space when you know when our when our spirituality starts to mature we understand what it is to to walk towards Jesus right and we be, we start to become less codependent and as we become less codependent it's because we're getting aligned with what we really should be in line with and it's that it's that insight of like oh okay <laughs> this this human expectation that all my needs are supposed to be met by this partner over here is absolute hogwash. That's not that's not a thing. This person, as much as I love them, as much as I care for them, I will probably die for that person. They're not filling my cup all the way. It's impossible. It's impossible, and it's also not their job. It's unfair. There's one thing that fills my cup all the way. There's one thing that I should have my eyes permanently affixed to. When you have that realization and that maturity, that moment of clarity, it's like, okay, She's a human. I'm a human. She cannot fill all my needs or meet my needs, nor was she ever intended to. That's not what we were created to be. Oh, okay. I should have a interdependent. God calls us to be with a wife, but we're to be interdependent and with our eyes fixed on, on Jesus. And, 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 you know, I think having that spirituality and that realization 
is profound in maturing in a marriage and in a partnership and in a relationship and a friendship in expectations in grace for each other in you know life and uh at least for me at least for me and yeah yeah we were talking about with with like dependence or interdependence is that your partner should be more like growth like your relationship should be for growth right not yeah. just for your own entertainment not just for own pleasure you're doing life together when i look at when you look at our family as a team we we invite each other in as a team as we our communication is we constantly talk about hey there are kids they're our team but mom and dad are the number one it doesn't matter mom's the number one girl my other girls they're number number two but it doesn't our relationships yeah god is first and then with my wife and then my kids yeah but saying that we are partners and we are moving together this isn't like this isn't for my betterment i may have been in the beginning like hey i married this hot chick i just like her you know <laughs> we're gonna have together or whatever but now no this is this is us and we're doing this because one, we do enjoy together, but you can go so much further together. You can do so much more together and just move that as like, Hey, this is our team. Right. So, yeah. So, and there is a joy, there's a joy of accomplishment in completing things and doing hard things and during together. It's why our relationship is so strong. It's why, I mean, honestly, um, you and I have an unfair relationship advantage in life because we have just done so many difficult things together that there's a level of the the bond is is it's just been forged through hard times and it's really hard for somebody to come in outside who hasn't walked the hard times and interrupt that and the same thing can be said with marriage marriage isn't supposed to be pina coladas every day it's impossible to think that it's going to be that, but that is the point. It's like this journey, this beautiful gift of endurance over time and having the mindset that, you know, hey, we're in this together. It's not going to be rainbows and sunshine all the time, but we're committed. We're committed and we care for each other and we, we love each other and we're, we're aligned together. It's doing the hard thing when you don't want to. It's showing up when you don't have anything in the tank. It's leaning on your partner when they need to carry you and vice versa. And it's a powerful thing. I mean, a strong marriage is a powerful thing. And then coupled with, you know, sharing a vision and intentionality towards that vision, walking towards, you know, the end zone, um, man, it's, I, I just, there's few relationships I could think of that are as powerful and compounding as a marriage can be when everybody's going the same way on the same team and, and, uh, yeah, you're right with your kids. That is one thing I've always noticed about you and Linda is that you, you're a unified front. Like, Hey, we love you guys. You're on the team, but you're not first string. It's me and mom, you know, and then you're on the team, but this is, we're a single unit here, you know? Yeah. Can't, you can't divide mom and dad, but it makes things like resentful. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I think too, like, I think, your marriage is, is somewhat of an anomaly because when you're married at 18, there's so much massive change. You're, you're, you're a completely different human today. You're probably two versions of a different human today than you were when you, when you got married. And 
that's what I'm saying is such a gift and a blessing is that both of you have the mindset of growth and evolution that, hey, we're going to put in the work and we're going to read these things and we're going to implement them and we're going to work through this together. I saw this meme and it was, you know, a caterpillar talking to a butterfly and the butterfly is like flourishing, you know, flapping its wings and the caterpillar's all mad, you know, grumpy with its arms crossed. And it's, you know, the, the caterpillar makes a comment like, you've changed. And the butterfly is standing there like, yeah, that's the point, you know. And a marriage isn't going to work if you have a caterpillar that never turns into a butterfly and one that does. You know, you need every, both people have to change and evolve and, and it's going to be hard. But if you're committed and, you know, there's intentionality and, and, and what you're focusing on, you're in alignment with, then it's a blessing, man. It is just a, it's a really, really powerful and cool thing. And 15 years is, I mean, that's no easy feat. That's, it's, that's pretty cool. And you should be pretty proud of that. And, and, uh, hopefully there's 15 and 15 and 15, you know, I look forward to going to your 50th wedding anniversary one day. It's going to be a fun party. Do get married so young. I know, man. I know. I'm. I'm like thinking, like, man, am I gonna live long enough to? I didn't get married till I was 30, so I'll be 80 at my 50th wedding anniversary. <laughs> Anyways, well, cool, Tyrell. I appreciate you coming on and talking about your your marriage and, and your experience and how powerful and impactful it's been to you. And yeah, thanks for coming on and sharing your story and and happy anniversary and to many more. Cheers. Cheers.